welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. Well, hi, church family. It's so good to be joining you on Resurrection Sunday and to have had the chance to celebrate Good Friday. You know, I've always kind of been intrigued about Good Friday. Good Friday is only good because of what happened on Sunday that Jesus rose from the dead, declaring victory over death, hell and the grave and ratifying forever salvation for mankind. I wanna take a moment right now before we go to the Word of God to pray for you. In fact, one of our pastors in Africa had a word of knowledge uh, for someone that was at our carriers meeting a couple of weeks ago. And that word of knowledge was this, that there was someone suffering with fibromyalgia and that God wanted to heal them. So I wanna pray for you and others today that need healing in your physical body. I also wanna pray for those that are suffering with anxiety and fear because of what's going on in our world today. I believe by the power of God through this transmission that God can touch you where you are. So why don't you put yourself right now in a position to receive. Father, I wanna thank you that there's no distance in the spirit and there's no distance between you and that individual right now that's been wrestling and struggling with fibromyalgia. I thank you that God now by the power of your Holy Spirit, you're able to visit them and deliver them from this sickness and disease. For those that God are overcome by anxiety and fear, that right now you are bringing peace into their hearts and you are causing everything to turn around, that their eyes are being opened to the light of your hope and your faith. And today they get victory in every area of your life. Father, as we go to the Word today, as we enjoy church at home with our family, with our loved ones, with our friends. I pray that you'd speak to us personally about our individual lives. But God, most of all, cause us to overflow with the kind of love that you displayed throughout the Gospels, throughout history and at this time in our world. God, we thankful right now for the medical staff right across the world working on the front line, risking their own health so that they can bring others to healing And so God, we lift them up right across our great nation and we ask you to continue to look after them, to protect them and cause the medical scientists and doctors that are working on antidotes and cures to come up with the solutions that come from a heavenly perspective and bring about a change in our world. In Jesus' Name, Amen. I really believe right now that God is working in your body to completely set you free. You know, you may not have been that one in the carrier's meeting, but that one that was in the carrier's meeting, I believe right now that God is working strongly in your body. Others suffering with fibromyalgia, I believe right now that you will be healed by the power of God. Why don't you, as an act of faith, either now or at the end of this transmission, get up, drink three glasses of water. I know it sounds strange, but I was just praying before starting this recording and I felt the Spirit of God say to me, they need to do something as an act of faith. Why don't you get up? Drink three glasses of water. Yep, you might need to go to the bathroom after, but I believe God will supernaturally deliver you from that sickness in Jesus' Name. God bless you. Let's go to the Word of God, shall we? You know, on uh, Resurrection Sunday, uh, we celebrate the fact that Jesus overcame death, hell and the grave. And on the day that He rose from the dead, 
he actually walked around and lived in the city of Jerusalem for 40 days. Incredible things took place. People that had died in faith in God rose from the graves and were also seen walking around Jerusalem. It would have been a crazy time to live. The final words that Jesus spoke on the cross was, it is finished, declaring the work of the cross and redemption of mankind, God's plan was complete. When he rose from the dead, however, one of the first things that he said to the women that came and visited him at the tomb was this, go and gather my disciples and tell them I'm gonna meet them at this certain place and certain time. I find it outstanding being a student of the Bible to know that all of Jesus' close disciples actually abandoned him at his moment and hour of death. Apart from his mother and a few close people, there was no one there when he took his final breath. His disciples, the ones that should have been loyal to him, with him through thick and thin, simply weren't there. Then when he is resurrected on that Sunday, the first thing he wants to do is go and meet with his wayward disciples. It's an expression of God's extravagant love to us, no matter where we're at in our walk with Him at any point in time. It's no surprise when you go to the Gospel of Luke. There's three chapters there that really grab my attention. Chapter 13, 14 and 15. We're gonna go and have a look at a story specifically in chapter 15 today. But you know, in chapter 13, Jesus says the Gospel is like a small portion of yeast that's mixed into dough and eventually it affects the whole lump of dough and makes it rise to the highest point. It's what the Gospel does when it comes into our lives. It causes us to rise above all other things. He said that entering into the Kingdom takes place through a narrow doorway. And that in these times, He said to the Pharisees and Sadducees, you'll see a day where people from all over the world stream into the Kingdom of God at the invitation of God to this table of salvation. But he says to them, because they were religious and hard towards people, that they would see but not be able to enter themselves. In chapter 14, he heals somebody on the Sabbath. Then he talks about humility and hospitality. Then he brings it down to this very difficult thing to swallow, where he talks about the cost of following Jesus as a disciple. And he said, we must each take up our own cross and follow Him. Can I remind us as all today as followers of Christ that the symbol for Christianity is a cross and not a crown. This cross that you can see to the left of me, that's the symbol of Christianity. We are each to take up our own cross and follow Him. It's a life of sacrifice. The crown that we often talk about that we want to receive, we only receive in the next life, in eternal life, as a reward for following Him. But let me bring you to chapter 15 and verse one and remind you of the kind of people that Jesus used to like to hang out with. In verse one, it says, tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that He was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. You know, I don't know where you're watching today. You could be there in a home across our city. You may have just popped in randomly by what's come up on your feed today. But I I wanna tell you that Jesus, number one, used to like to hang out 
with people that were considered notorious in the area of sin, outcasts in the area of culture, but people like that would stop by and listen to what he had to say because of the extravagant love that will pour out from his life. And then the rest of chapter 15 goes on to talk about the sheep that was lost. Can I remind us as followers of Christ once again that the sheep was lost from the flock. The next parable he told was the one of the coin. And again, the coin was lost in the house. It reminds me that not everybody that's going to church is actually going to heaven. You can be in the house of God today. You can belong to a church, but not be carrying eternal life in your own heart because you have not yet established that relationship with God. And then the final story, the one that we're gonna look at in detail today is the story of the wayward son. The son left the house and he went and wasted his life And what we see through this story is that Jesus is not only a friend of notorious sinners, He's also passionate about the wayward son. I believe this Easter, with everything that's going on in our world, more than ever before, God is passionately pursuing wayward sons and daughters, those that have left His house for whatever reason. He is passionately pursuing you today with His love, with His mercy, with His forgiveness. And there's a message in this today for all of us in church, to be reminded that God's love is extravagant. In this story, the plot is set with a wayward son. Traditionally, he's been called the prodigal son. The plot's also set with the older brother who is the angry son. He's been diligent, serving at home. He's never asked for anything. He's considered himself faithful. And then we see the extravagant father. In fact, many Bible scholars believe today that the father is actually a prodigal father, a wasteful father in the sense that he would spend all of his money and his resources freely and recklessly to love both sons. And I believe that's the very nature of God. Let me read it to you in Luke 15 and verse 11. There's a bit of Scripture here, but I think it's worth taking the time to read. Jesus said, Once there was a father with two sons. The younger son came to his father and said, Father, don't you think it's time to give me the share, my share of your estate, because it belongs to me? So the father went ahead and distributed among the two sons their inheritance. Shortly afterward, the younger son packed up all his belongings and travelled off to see the world. He journeyed to a far off land where he soon wasted all he was given in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. With everything spent and nothing left, he grew hungry for there was a severe famine in that land. So he begged a farmer in that country to hire him. The farmer hired him and sent him out to feed the pigs. The son was so famished, he was willing to even eat the slop given to the pigs because no one would feed him a thing. Humiliated, the son finally realised that he was doing what he was doing and he thought, there are many workers in my father's house who have all the food they want with plenty to spare. They lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger, feeding these pigs and eating their slop? I wanna go back home. 
I know right now there's many of you listening to this broadcast and in your heart you're saying, I want to go back home. And can I say on behalf of God and God's people, come home. You are welcome. Can I say on behalf of God that He's standing on the porch of the house, just waiting to see you come in the distance and you don't have to come with guilt and shame and the feeling of unworthiness. God the Father will run to you and embrace you with open arms. He said, Father, He said, I wanna go back to my Father's house and I will say to Him, Father, I was wrong. There are some things that God needs to do in our hearts for us to come to ourselves and understand that we are wrong. And this wasteful son, this wayward son comes back and says, Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I'll never be worthy to be called your son. Please, Father, just treat me like one of your employees. You know, if you go on to read the story from here, you find that the father interrupts him and stops him. And instead of saying, yeah, you're right, you've done the wrong thing and you know, you get what you deserve now. Go back and be an employee and live in the, in, in the servants' quarters. He doesn't do that. He opens his arms, he embraces him, he reinstates all of his privileges, throws a party to celebrate the return of his son. And as we look at this, I believe there's some things that God wants to speak to us today about this extravagant love that we should be carrying in our hearts towards all people. Not just the wayward son, but also the angry son. In this plot, there is the wayward son, the angry son and the extravagant father. And out of this, I believe God wants us to continue to be God's people of extravagant love. The first thing I see that I need to do to stay in that place where I'm overflowing with love for both the wayward son and the angry son is that I need to lose my limits. And I would encourage you today to lose your limits. You know, this whole thought of three strikes and you're out, it's not a Christian proverb. It's not a Christian value. Uh, We go the extra mile. In fact, we go the extra five miles if we need to. We don't just give the shirt off our back. We're prepared to give our jandals as well if we need to. God loved us while we were still sinners and we love sinners all the way through until eternity dawns upon our own lives. Can I encourage you? Never get to the place where you say, I've had enough, I can't do this anymore when it comes to loving somebody. Don't get to the place where you say you're over it. You're not over it. Love has no limits. The second thing I have to do to stay in this place of extravagant love is I need to lose my attitude. I don't know about you, but I can often get an attitude towards the wayward son or the angry son. You know, when you look at the angry son, he's really church members that have been in church a long time, doing the right thing, dutifully serving, being faithful, and then not feeling like they're getting recognised. And as a result of that, they develop this attitude. And I believe right now, right across church community, we need to be the kind of people that are losing our attitude and picking up extravagant love and placing it on our hearts, in our minds and on our lips, but more importantly, in our actions. What would you have done? How would you have responded to the wayward son that comes home and says, Father, 
I was wrong. I've sinned. I'll never be worthy. Treat me like an employee. I, I think most of us would respond just in an overjoyed way and, and be really excited about the wayward son. But how would you respond to the angry son who comes to his dad and says, listen to me. He's all filled up with self-righteousness and says, I've been working like a slave, performing every duty. That was one of his problems. He was performance orientated. I've been faithful, I've been obedient and I've never been recognised. You haven't thrown a party for me. We got to lose our attitudes with both those who are wayward and those who are angry so that we can continue to pour out extravagant love. Now more than ever before, Resurrection Sunday 2020, when many of us were moving towards this incredible vision that we'd set many years ago, we find ourselves in a place of physical isolation, not knowing what the next week might bring into our world, but more than ever before, we need to be the people that lose our attitude so that we can hold on to extravagant love. You're probably not going to not like this next thought, but as I was looking at this, I felt the Spirit of God say to me, you need to know that you've got to blow your budget. I went, oh, wow, God, what are you talking about? And the Spirit of God began to speak to me about how the fact that love has no budget. It doesn't set a limit on what it can give and what it can do. You cannot budget for love. Jesus poured out all of His life so that He could rescue me from hell and the grave. God was prepared to bankrupt heaven to send His one and only Son to the earth so that we could be redeemed as mankind. We need to know that there is no budget on love. We have to blow the budget and give all that we can to reach that one person that God has put in our world. But I like the fact that as we come towards the end of the story, God also tells us to throw a party. I love the fact that the extravagant father, this prodigal father actually throws a party. It's because he understood that nothing could mend relationship like a good party. Could you imagine what would have happened after the older son had the conversation with his dad? I imagine if he was anything like me or some other people that I've observed, he would have held on to that angry attitude for a while. But sooner or later, the sound of music and people having fun and feasting on great food, he would have sheepishly walked back in and started to integrate into the party. There is nothing like a party to mend relationships on all levels. Families, today at home, having church at home, not able to see other family or gather with other friends, why don't you still get together and throw a party? Get out on the front lawn and have a party on the front lawn. Get your Easter eggs and chuck them over to your neighbour's fence and let them share. Don't chuck them at your neighbours, throw them to your neighbours and share your chocolate together. Have a party. You know, people that are wanting to gather with friends and you can't do that right now, download the app and have a house party. You might be in your little place plots all over different places of the city, but you can get on that app, have a house party. There is nothing like a party to mend relationships on all levels. And I believe this Easter Sunday, God wants to use us with extravagant love in practical ways, in spiritual ways, to mend relationships and reach out to both the wayward and those that might find themselves angry at this time. And then the final thought I have for you 
is that we need to be passionate about reaching people. Yeah, it's kind of tied into the whole story of the prodigal son and the prodigal father. But for us, we need to realise at some point in the future, these restrictions will lift off. It's my prayer and hope that when that happens, people will run back to church more appreciative and passionate about the things of God than ever before. I'm praying that that will be what takes place for C3 Rockingham. But more than ever before, I'm praying that people return with a passion and a desire to reach the wayward and the angry, to reach the one that doesn't know God in any shape or form, has no church background. You know, As Christians, maybe you might struggle with this kind of extravagant love towards these kinds of people. But Jesus identified the wayward son and the angry son for a very good reason. He knew that in 2020, these kinds of things would still be happening within the community of faith. People walking away from God and going wayward, people staying and being dutiful, but performance-based and getting angry and resentful on the inside. And I love how God portrays love towards both, not just one. I think we can struggle to be extravagant in our love towards the angry son until that angry son is our son or our daughter, our brother or our sister our mother or our father, someone close to home. It's interesting that when it's someone close to us, we can be more merciful and gracious towards them. I wanna encourage you to be gracious and merciful to all those who are wayward and in a place of resentment today. That's why we all need to carry this extravagant love of God in our hearts at all times. Let me remind you as I close with this verse in Romans chapter 5 and verse 5, it says, And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how God dearly loved us because He has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. I want to encourage you, friend, today, release the weight of sin that's come into your life Weigh down your heart. I want to encourage you to release it to God today. Right now, I'm speaking to those people who find themselves away from God, not in a right relationship. If you're a follower of Christ today, watching this online stream, don't log off right now. Stay with us. Why don't you begin to pray in your homes for people all over the world that are watching this broadcast and in that moment of decision. Why don't you join with me as we reach out to the people with extravagant love. If you're weighed down with the burden of your sin, I'm going to ask you to release it in a few moments as I pray a prayer with you. I believe God is going to visit you where you are, in your car, in your home. Wherever you're watching this right now, He's going to visit you and lift off the weight of sin. I'm going to compel you to respond to God's extravagant love towards you by receiving Jesus into your heart and making your life new by following God from this day forward. Would you pray with me now? I'm gonna pray this simple prayer and I'm gonna ask you to repeat it 
where you are, in your heart, quietly or out loud, boldly, it doesn't make a difference as long as there's a genuine connection with you and God in your heart. Would you pray this prayer? Say, dear God in heaven, I'm sorry for my sins and I repent of my rebellious ways. I believe in my heart that You raised Jesus from the dead. Cleanse me from my sin. Receive me as Your child. Thank You for saving me. In Jesus' Name, Amen. First of all, can I say to all of you that have prayed that prayer for the first time or you've prayed it again because you're coming back to God, can I encourage you to follow up with this prayer by just making contact with us. You can put some comments there on the screen. You can direct message us through one of the channels. You can enter into one of our prayer rooms that is open now in our 8.30 and 10.30 service at the end of both services there. There is someone waiting in a prayer room for you, two pastors ready to pray with you and help you in any way that they can. Send your details to, there's some details on the screen there. Respond there in whatever way that is most appropriate for you because we would love to help you further in your journey of faith. Wherever you are, in the city of Perth, in, in the nations of the world, we wanna help you continue following Christ and entering into your best life. Jesus said He came to give us life and life more abundantly. And that's what God has planned for you. God bless you. Thank you for being with us today. To the rest of our church community, those prayer rooms are open for you also. We wanna thank you for being so diligent in praying and doing what our government has asked us to do with physical isolation and hygiene. We're in this together. We're going to the other side. We're no longer in the response mode. We're in the recovery mode. We're going back to the place of strength and health in all areas. We can't wait to see you this week Monday night devotions, Wednesday night live and throughout the week with other platforms. God bless you. Have a great Easter Sunday. Don't forget, go throw a party. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.